Yeah, my name's Bridget, and I'm from Warm Springs. I grew up here and was educated at COCC and then OSU, then University of Oregon. And I worked for the tribe for a long time and felt like I paid them back, you know, and it was like I came home, I worked, now it's time to do what I want to do. And so that's how my store started. And when I first thought about it, you know, I talked to my grandma, Viola, and she was like, oh, it's a good idea because you've always worked with fish and meat and cut it and smoke it and dry it, can it, everything we do with it. And she's like, yeah, she says, do it, but do one thing first. When you begin, you do one thing right and you'll grow from there. And so when I first opened 12 years ago, I had some finished baskets and beadwork and smoked fish. That was it. And then as time went on, I started to do other things. And now I believe we have 28 products, fish products. And we've grown into, we have a catering business called Salmon King Catering. And we've done, our largest group was about 800 people and we've done small events. Um, we have an education component because I do have degrees in archeology span and anthropology and my work with the tribe. I have a lot of history of our tribe, so I do educational talks and I do classes for weaving and beading here at the shop. I have a classroom. I also travel off the reservation to do these classes and talks as well. I think that when you start a small business, you need to have a startup where you think you want to start monetarily. And so for this business, I started with a fish. But in reality, if it was any other retail store, you'd have to have a certain amount of money that you think you need. You know, if you need funding, you want to go to credit or to get resources to um, help do your startup. But when you start creating this income, my rule, and what I always refer back to my grandma because she was so smart, so good with money, a saver. But So for every, just say $100, every $100, I put away half, 40 goes to the store, and I pay myself 10 So I make below minimum wage, but the store has funding to continue if I need things. I call it frugal. <laughs> My grandma was frugal, and she was a saver first. And one of the funny things she used to say was, just because it's on sale doesn't mean you have to buy it. You know, you put your money away, that's a sale. You know, save your money first. And um, But she was always really cautious for me, you know, and wanted to know where my money went that week. She'd come in here every week when I first opened and sit and visit about things about the business and what she thought would work or who I should tell, you know, because she wasn't really around when social media started getting bigger and bigger. But I have a website. I have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. In combined followers, it's about 14,000 people. So that's a really good avenue of free marketing. So when you want to market your business, I don't want to spend money on flyers or trying to be on a billboard or buying ads in radio or TV. 
that's the biggest form of free marketing that there is out there, and people should use that. That's one thing I would recommend. When I first thought about doing this, you know, our tribes have always been traders. You know, whatever you were good at is what you traded for. And so when you think of where we came from, from the Columbia River, that's where we went to trade our goods. And fish and beads were the biggest trade items, and that's how I came up with the store. And it's working, you know, people love it. People love really good food, and people love really nice beadwork or supplies. And that's my main, three main focuses, is providing quality products for people. And it's a lot of fun, you know. I enjoy being here. I enjoy the interaction with the community and what I represent as far as having a good presentation of who we are. And I always like to share the story of the tribes negotiating the treaty and leaving the river to come to the reservation. And it was here they came. And we grew into the confederated tribes with all three tribes here. So I think it's important to share the whole story. And the community and the public enjoyed that. I have a lot of fun. You know, I sit here and beadwork or weave and selfish. And, you know, when I first started, also, my grandma talked about what one fish represented. And when you take the fish guts out, you hope that there's eggs in it because you eat the eggs. You can use them for bait for fishing. You can can them and freeze them to eat later. And then you cut the head off and you can split it and eat the head. Kumkum. And then you fillet it up. And you have the backbone, you can dry that to make your twessily with the tail, the backbone. And then you have the fillets, you take off the bellies, and then you can smoke the bellies, and they're the oiliest part. And that's where a lot of the nutrition with the omega-3s and the amino acids that our bodies need. And then you have the fillet. A lot of people don't understand that we eat the whole fish. You don't just eat the filet. You know, you go into a grocery store and people want a filet. And we prepare every part. And another part that we use is on the backbone. If we're not eating it, we dry it and make the beads from the backbone. You know, so every part is used. And she told me to make sure that you tell the story of the the importance of the salmon to us because it's not just a food that you sell. There's so many ways that you can prepare a fish and it's important to share that with the community or the public or even family members that want to learn how to process some. You know, she always said don't be afraid to share and be welcoming and have a good heart when you're sharing it.